everybody, and welcome to the very first, the inaugural episode of The Mesa Message, your one-stop shop for news, updates, uh, good science fiction books, and interviews from the Mesa program at Tacoma Community College. I will be your host. My name is Tabby. Uh, we're going to get ready and get started this week. Uh, this episode, I guess we should say, our very first episode, we are joined by the one and only, our fearless leader, Dr. Sharon Rivera. How are you, Sharon? I'm super. Thanks, Tabby. How are you? I am good. Okay. I am, a- according to my Zoom, I am on the beach, so I'm just going to imagine that I'm actually there. Absolutely. And yeah. it is the end of the quarter, and we have virtual graduation tomorrow, so um, I'm totally psyched for that. Absolutely. All very, yeah. very true. Uh, so, Sharon, you, we will be doing an interview with you a little bit later in the episode, but mm-hmm. uh, to kick it off, we wanted to acknowledge that there are a lot of things happening in the world, um, and we wanted to address those things, and I think that you had a message that you wanted to share with our listeners. Absolutely. Thank you, Tabby. We wanted to share that the MESA program at Tacoma Community College stands for equity and justice. The violence against Black and Brown communities cannot continue. Communities of color experience disparities in healthcare, which have been exacerbated during the global coronavirus pandemic. Communities of color also experience systemic racism, which is embedded in our justice system with devastating consequences. The most recent murders of Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, Manuel Ellis, and Ahmaud Arbery should never have happened. When you go back through history, none of them should have happened. The violence against black and brown communities cannot continue. MESA is a STEM program rooted in equity, diversity, inclusion, opportunity, and access. This is also a time for us to stand for LGBTQIAA rights and DACA rights. Words are not enough. I will challenge systems of oppression and use my power and privilege as a doctoral degree holding director of a diversity program in STEM to make our communities equitable. I'm here for anyone who wants to talk or connect. I can support with answering any questions you might have. Please email mesa at tacomacommunitycollege.edu. That's M-E-S-A at tacomacc.edu. My heart is here for you. I see you and I hear you. And as a reminder, our counseling center is available virtually from the Tacoma Community College webpage visit www.tacomacc.edu for more information. Thank you, Tabby. Thank you so much, Sharon, for sharing that with us. Thank you again, Sharon, for sharing that message of solidarity. Uh, And again, if you feel like you need to reach out, please do reach out to our counseling services. Um, You can find their information on the TCC website. Right now, we're going to go ahead and transition a little bit into some updates and upcoming events. Uh, As far as the MESA program goes, uh, there is the MESA Mentor Program that's coming up. Uh, Basically, every summer, MESA partners with the K-12 MESA program in Tacoma to hold a four-week STEM summer camp. Um, They've decided this year to hold a virtual STEM summer camp uh, for local high school and middle school students, and they are looking for mentors to be a part of that program. Uh, So applications are going to be looked at pretty much as soon as they're put in. They're hoping to get all of the hiring done over this next week. Um, Availability starts July 6th, so super soon. Super, super soon. Um, 
if you're interested in that, check the Mesa um, information page in the announcements in Canvas. All the information is an announcement that was posted just a couple of days ago. So check that out. Need mentors for the Mesa Mentor Program. Uh, that's really all I have for Mesa, but there's a lot of things going on at the school. So as far as Tacoma Community College updates go, make sure that you're checking your student email. It's really important just in general, but especially in times like these where everything a little bit weird and a lot of people are remote, make sure that you are checking that email. Uh, teaching modalities for fall quarter are a little bit mixed. So we have our normal hybrid classes and online classes. They're also doing uh, some mixed online learning and in-person learning. And my understanding is that there might be a couple of classes that are actually taught on campus. So make sure when you're signing up for classes and registering for fall that you are paying attention to the teaching modality listed in the course listing. Registration for fall is open. Uh, registration for summer classes will be open through Tuesdays. So it's always open through the second day of the quarter, meaning that you can change, drop, add, whatever, a class uh, without instructor permission assuming that there's still availability in that class. If there's no availability or it's waitlisted, make sure to reach out to your uh, professor or desired professor and see about getting into those classes. If you do not have access to a computer, the school is loaning out computers, including laptops, and I think they still have some desktops available. So make sure to reach out about that. If you're having technology issues, make sure to reach out to the e-learning department um, starting uh, I think in summer quarter, they're going to be doing some very limited in-person availability for things that can't be troubleshot over the phone, but make sure to call them first. If you are having financial trouble brought on by the pandemic, you know that just a little bit extra would help. The CARES Act was passed at the same time as the stimulus was passed as well. There are certain qualifications for students to meet in order to qualify for the CARES Act and to be able to get funding from that, but all of that information can be found on the Tacoma Community College website, tacomacc.edu, um, as well as email addresses if you have questions or anything like that. That is all that I have for updates. So we're gonna roll right into the Mesa Book Club. So Mesa Book Club is just gonna be an opportunity um, for me or even you, if you have a book you would like to share, uh, to share a book that you have really enjoyed. It needs to be uh, science fiction or you know even something like um, astrophysics for people in a hurry or something like that that you've read that you've really enjoyed. Maybe a scientific biography. Uh, science fiction fantasy is acceptable, but it has to be some sort of STEM STEM themed book. So if you'd like to submit uh, possibilities for getting your book, uh, and by your book I mean one that you like, not necessarily one that you've written, uh, featured in the podcast, make sure to check us out at Mesa TCC on Twitter and you can send us a message there or tweet at us. So this episode's book is going to be Children of Time, an experiment in evolution gone wrong. Children of Time tells the story of what was supposed to be a sapient evolution project conducted on another planet turned into a massive world of sentient spiders. Follow their evolution from simple spider to complex society all the way to human contact. Uh, this is a book that I read a couple of years ago actually for a book, uh, other another book club that I'm in and it's really good. Um, I have pretty severe arachnophobia and I was able to read it so I think that you can read it too. 
All right. So coming up next, I'm really excited. We uh, have an interview with Dr. Sharon Rivera. So we're going to roll into that and I'll see you right after. Thank you so much, Dr. Rivera, for taking the time to sit down and chat with us and sharing a little bit um, about yourself. I'm very excited for this interview. I hope you are, too. Thank you, Tabby. I am. Thank you. I really appreciate you and um, this uh, podcast space that you wanted to create so folks can learn more about local STEM folks. So thanks. Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. Um, So let's kick it off. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? Where are you from? All that stuff. Fabulous. Um, So my name is Sharon Rivera. I am originally from Connecticut uh, and I went to high school out in Connecticut and then graduated high school and um, left and went to uh, college at uh, SUNY Purchase College, which is a music school. Um, I was going to play the viola when uh, when I originally went to college and then I decided that I would be a chemist instead. Um, yeah, I, I did some really cool uh, undergraduate research and synthesizing selenocyanates um, and it was then that I knew I wanted to be a chemist and uh, a researcher. So then I went to grad school at Syracuse University this was like in 2003 so it was long ago but not too long ago um and i worked with a really uh, interesting principal investigator his name is dr bruce hudson and we were doing some research on um uh, neutron scattering so we looked at uh, different um different kinds of molecules and looked at their hydrogen bonding and tried to figure out their zero point energies. Um, so I got my PhD in physical chemistry and I really, I really had a a fabulous time with them. Um, I have a little brother. I don't know if he would be stoked about me calling him little. He's like 30 something now. (laughs) Um, and I grew up in a single parent household. So, um, and my mom was a hairdresser and she was going back to school to, um, yeah, <laughs> she was going back to school to become a teacher. So now she teaches hairdressing at a trade high school in Connecticut, um, which is pretty awesome. So uh, maybe that's where I got my love of teaching from because now, you know, I, I work at TCC and I teach and I direct this program. So um, she must have given me something there. You come by it very naturally. Oh, thanks. I That's really appreciate fantastic. that. Yeah, thanks. absolutely. So you said that you grew up in Connecticut. What was that I like? Did. I mean, I, like we went to parties in the woods when I was in high school, right? Like there was definitely some of that, uh, hey, I saw this on TV. Um, <laughs> otherwise, um, there wasn't a whole heck of a lot to do. We used to drive around in our cars and see who was hanging out. Um, my high school was relatively small. I think there are about 250 people in my graduating class, um, give or take. And uh, so, so it was pretty small and, and people knew their neighbors and they knew um, the, the guy who owned the deli's son and all that kind of stuff. So um, 
yeah, it was big enough to not be noticed, but not big enough to hide, I guess. <laughs> that's that's interesting. Um, it sounds cute. It sounds kind of like typical small town, but not quite small, small. Yeah, it's like a city in the in the area where I'm from. So it's a upper northwest corner, Torrington, Connecticut. So like people would go to Torrington to party and go to bars, but then we would be like, oh, we're leaving. Bye. <laughs> Um, but it's really beautiful. There's lots of um, mountains and rivers and places to hike. And they're not mountains, like these kinds of mountains, right? They're um, the, like rolling hills types of mountains. Um, and it's beautiful deciduous trees and um, the different leaves in the fall. And you would just drive through these winding roads. And it was, it was absolutely beautiful. Um, I think I appreciate it more now than I did then. I think that that's probably normal. You always appreciate the things that you didn't before because you realize they're not common everywhere. Yeah, no, I hightailed it out of there as soon as I could, but I have a lot of beautiful friends and family that still live there, so I go back maybe about once a year. Nice. Um, Enough for me, maybe not enough for them. (laughs) Fair enough, fair enough. Now, you said that you were going to play the viola. That was, like, you went to school to play the viola. I did. And then you got sidetracked to became a chemist how did that play out oh i don't think i was a good enough yolist to be a musician professionally i really enjoy it and i've played in a couple um civic symphonies since then um i used to get so stressed out that i would cry through um auditions so i would have to memorize the music otherwise i couldn't see it because i there would just be tears streaming down my face so uh yeah, that's how stressed out I would get. Um, chemistry was much better suited to my to my needs. <laughs> was there? It, oh, sorry, I was gonna oh, say, was gonna, like, was yeah. there a point in time, like a specific class or instructor that you can remember, where you were just like, "Oh, this is actually cooler than I thought." So you totally read my mind. I was gonna, um, I was gonna share with you that it was high school. Um, I had a really cool chemistry teacher in high school. Um, I don't know if I did that great in her class, but she was really an engaging instructor. Um, and I had some really great mathematics instructors. I struggled with math in high school, um, but they used to stay after school with me and, and support and tutor and help me through the the math hurdles that I was having. So um, yeah, I, I decided to do chemistry because after music wasn't the thing, I was still in, in school. I was still going to that school. So I had to decide what was I going to do then. So I, I had a list of all the majors that were offered at that school and I crossed them all out. And the only ones that were left were math and chemistry. And I said, well, I guess I can do math with chemistry. So I picked chemistry. Um, and it happened to be the right choice. Uh, I, science is so cool. <laughs> That's so great. Um, was, was your path from finally, uh, making that decision to be, um, a a chemist or, uh, go to school for chemistry to where you are now, was it what you thought it was going to be? Oh my goodness, no. (laughs) Um, there were definitely a few things that I said, I want to do this, right? So I was dedicated to going to grad school. I knew I wanted to go to grad school, so... Um, I went to grad school, right? I, I applied to five different places in the Northeast. I wasn't really interested in going too far. Um, and I got into the schools and I ended up choosing the school to go to based upon the cost of living of the city 
and um, the stipend that I was going to get paid as a grad student. So um, I was already maybe forty or $50,000 in debt from undergrad, and I didn't want to have to take out any more money for grad school. So um, I didn't, I, I chose Syracuse because it was less expensive to live and I could afford to live off of the stipend. Um, I mean, there was also good work being done there. I wouldn't have applied to the school if there wasn't. Um, but that's that's part of why I chose to go there. Um, so I didn't have any school loans from grad school on purpose. Um, and then while I was in grad school, one of my, um, one of the things I really, really wanted to do was to get a National Science Foundation sponsored postdoc in Australia. So when I was in grad school, they had international research fellowships. Um, I'm not sure they do them anymore. Um, but I applied for an international research postdoc through the National Science Foundation, and I got one um, through the support of my PI, Dr. Bruce Hudson, at that time. Um, and I worked closely with uh, the the future person uh, in Australia at the University of New South Wales. His name is Dr. John Stride. So um, we worked closely together to develop a research proposal that the NSF thought was worthy of sponsoring. So I definitely had a few things that I, I wanted to do. Um, but some of it was has been really um, random uh, and in a beautiful kind of way. Um, I also wanted to live and work in New York City, so I applied for a bunch of different postdocs. And um, the postdoc I ended up getting was uh, at Columbia University Medical Center with Dr. Siddhartha Mukherjee in a stem cell cancer research lab. Um, and it was the first time I had ever seen a cell under a microscope. Um, and I asked him, why me? And he said, you're a chemist. Um, I want a chemist and you, you can do this, right? Like, shrug your shoulders like it's no big deal. Like, you can do this. Um, yeah, <laughs> I had some, uh, I had some wonderful teachers in um, the fellow postdocs in that lab um, and grad students. So um, Florence and Mike really I, helped me out a lot. If it wasn't for them, I don't know if I would have made it three years. Um, but I loved the work that I did. So, uh, so those were very intentional moves. Uh, after that, I found a position in Florida as a grant writer and a grant facilitator. Since I had so many different science um, experiences, right, material science, chemistry, biology, cancer research, medicine, there was, there was just so much now that I had on my resume that I wanted to leverage that in a way that was beneficial. So, um, I ended up going to Florida Atlantic University to support their faculty with grant writing. And it was a really cool opportunity because that's when I first got involved with um, diversity and underrepresented students in STEM intentionally. So we wrote some grants and, um, and I was, it just like a light bulb went off. I was like, these are my people um, and this is where I want to be. So fast forward, here I am in Washington doing um, equity work in STEM, and I couldn't be happier. I love it. That is super fantastic. Oh, I was like, 
You like warmed my heart when you said that. When you talked a little bit about your journey just a second ago, you said that you were doing physical chemistry stuff. So yes. I know that there are different, like there's organic chemistry. What, I know you don't know all of them, but can you give us an idea about how many different kinds of chemistry there are? Oh my. So uh, physical chemistry is like physics and chemistry. There's organic chemistry and medicinal chemistry and biochemistry and chemical physics and chemical biology and um, analytical chemistry and nuclear chemistry. And um, I mean, there's a bajillion different kinds of chemistry, um, food science, food chemistry. Um, if there's a kind of chemistry that you're interested in, it probably exists. Um, because, I mean, really, the discipline of chemistry, like, we make these distinctions about what belongs in what discipline and what group. But chemistry is our everyday lives. So, um, right, materials chemistry and material science and... Um, biology and it's it's all there's chemistry involved in everything um, which is also partially why it was I could do that stem cell research without having a whole lot of training because I knew what it meant to do an experiment um, I knew what it meant to um, have controls and to be looking for something so uh, I feel like right, if we don't have to necessarily have a specific kind of training in order to go do that, that experiment or that thing or that science, um, if you're interested in it, go seek that out and see how your skill set is able to amplify the learning that you're going to get and the knowledge that you're going to get from that particular subject. So speaking of seeking things out, you talk about the stem cell research, the project that yeah. you worked on. You applied for biology uh, research. I sure did. I don't know if I would say position, but as a chemist, uh, what was going through your head? Were you scared when you when they were like, yeah, sure? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, so I got a phone call. And I did a phone interview, um, and then he, he seemed excited and ready to move forward. Uh, I trust, and I, I trusted at that time, and I trust now, um, that the folks that I'm going to be working for know what they're doing, right? So he must have seen something somewhere, or known something, um that everything would be okay <laughs> and I learned a whole lot from that opportunity not only did I learn about biology um, stem cell research cancer I also learned a lot about what it meant to um, be be somewhere kind of fresh and new um, what it meant to uh, learn to research, to ask for support, what 
who I was and how I behaved uh, when I didn't know something and had to ask folks for it, right? So I learned a lot about myself at the same time as I learned a lot about cancer research and stem cells and stuff like that, so. That's fantastic. I I have a question. Well, I have multiple questions. That's why we're here. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that um, the more we learn, the more we realize how much we actually don't know. How do oh, you yeah. learn to ask questions when you don't even know what you don't know? Oh, that is like the bestest question ever. <laughs> um, I am surrounded by wonderful people, wonderful students, and I often will ask, "What are, what are we missing? What am I missing?" Um, because by having many people in the room with many different experiences we're able to to cover more of the things that we don't know we don't know um so we just ask the question who's not here whose voice aren't we hearing um who do we need to ask this question um so that's that's kind of one of my favorite questions um it's like, what are we missing? Who are we not serving? Great. That's a great question to ask yourself. No, Garrett, that one, yours was a great question, right? Like, and I think if we know uh, that that sentiment exists, right? Like the, what we don't know, what we don't know. Um, that's almost like a door that's waiting to be opened every time we think we know something or we think we have all the answers. Um, we get to challenge ourselves, which is uh, a lot more than some people do. What is your favorite part about chemistry? Oh my goodness. It's like a puzzle, right? So for me, chemistry was figuring things out asking questions, going down avenues, finding dead ends, turning around, coming back again, finding new uh, ways of discovering things and just answering questions. So it's like I was creating and solving my own puzzle all at the same time. Um, I was going to be an organic chemist at first. Uh, I loved doing reactions and doing research um, and making new things and and trying to discover um, molecules that could potentially act as drugs, so they could um, maybe affect a certain a certain disease or a certain ailment. Um, but when I got to grad school, I realized that I was not patient enough <laughs> for that. Um, it also kind of shows up in my cooking and baking. Um, I I don't measure things out well enough. Um, I'm like, oh, that's good enough. And then I wonder why my cookies are like flat. So I'm like, oh, they still taste great. But um, I feel like you couldn't do that as an organic chemist. Yeah, you can't. And I used to do that in grad school and I'd be like, why is this not working? And I'm like, oh, maybe because I didn't measure that good. Um, so uh, yeah, physical chemistry was much more uh, my taste. 
um, I could make a couple crystals, crystallize some stuff. Uh, we would put it in an aluminum foil packet and we would um, go to the most powerful neutron source at the time, which was in Oxfordshire, England. Um, it's a spallation source, so it was very powerful. Um, I believe the one in Oak Ridge is now, in Tennessee, is now more powerful. Um, but I didn't go to school when that was operational, so I got to go to England twice a year or so, and we would stay up all night long to use our beam time um, and load these giant arms of automatic um, sample rotation, wear hard hats, and it was it was super cool. Um, yeah, we got to like use wrenches, and it was it was yeah, it was much more my speed. So <laughs> that sounds amazing. Yeah, because I was you don't want me to be your organic chemist. You just don't. <laughs> I I've heard your baking story. We've all heard your yeah. baking story now, and <laughs> I was just gonna the say, cookies sound might... great, but I don't think your product. Would be. <laughs> I was well. You might not want me to bring you cookies either. Usually, okay. I'm like, "Oh, we're having a uh, potluck. I'll go buy that from the store." They follow <laughs> the recipe. Noted. Yeah. Absolutely noted. <laughs> so, what has been the most surprising thing about your journey so far? I mean, so I didn't embark on my career pathway to become a, a teacher or a adjunct faculty and every place I've been I've always taught and I've learned so much from teaching and from being in the classroom again about myself about um, what's important to me about how I show up about what's important um, to me in the world um, and in my community so I didn't think that I would enjoy teaching as much as I do um, but I'm really glad that I have the opportunity to at the same time I'm the director of this program that I love so much um, and the students I care about so much I get to still show up in the classroom as a Puerto Rican woman doctor leading the classroom um, and every quarter one student decides they want to major in STEM right so I teach a non-majors course and I'll usually get one student that says oh I finally I didn't know if I wanted to do business or science but I, I want to do environmental science okay great I love it right I know right hearts <laughs> little, oh, heart, little heart emojis to that all the love so um so that's a that's really powerful for me um just to see that um by engaging with students they can um, discover a, a love for science or a love for chemistry that um that they didn't know they had even if it's a tiny one, even if they just love doing their project, right? Like, that's really meaningful to me. I always say that um, when I'm in the grocery store and, I, uh, and I'm and i talking with the cashier and they say, oh, what do you do? And I say, oh, I teach chemistry. Right, I get a face. That's like, oh, I didn't do really good in chemistry. Um, right, if I could get less of those faces, right? And instead people said, oh, I had a really interesting chemistry class in college. It wasn't my favorite thing, but um, I, I really enjoyed the project, or I remember some of that. Or I didn't you know, hate any... it enough to make that face. At the yeah, stand. like no more, no more faces. Yeah. <laughs> so I usually tell that story in the beginning of class, and 
sometimes people make less faces when I'm done. Yay, yeah. less faces. <laughs> I know at community colleges, at least at our community college, we have a lot of younger students, students coming straight from high school or running start students who are still in high school. And I think that I know when I was younger, I thought, oh, I have this dream, I have this goal. And when I reached it, yay, I'll be happy. That's where the, the this you know, that's where happily ever after ends. And then the older I get, the more I realize we all still have hopes and dreams. We're never really done, right. uh, which is great. It's fantastic because when you stop dreaming, there's a sadness there. Don't stop dreaming. Right. So uh, Sharon, what are your current dreams? What are your current goals? What are you working on right now? Oh my goodness. I love this. Um, well, first, just let me say always go for um, go for something in your heart that you love, right? Never stop going for that thing. Um, I'm currently working on a master's in interdisciplinary studies at University of Washington, Tacoma, in um, focusing on STEM education and policy, because I think that um, policy is a place where I can learn some things, and I'd like to be able to leverage um, my positionality and my education and kind of influence some of that uh, the the future of education um, especially now uh, we get to make some changes right um, we have to make some changes to the way education uh, happens so we're going to be we were just online this whole quarter we're going to be online in the summer we'll be online in the fall um, so what does equity really look like when we're talking about online education right what do we look like moving forward um so that's one thing i'm doing um another thing i'm working on is um a certification in project management because we do a lot of project management in mesa so i'm studying to get my pmp project management professional certification and a couple of us mesa directors are doing that because we realize how many projects we um initiate and see through and close and start again so uh it's it's a really cool opportunity to, to be able to study for that and to be able to um get better at a at managing projects and using that skill um and uh so uh, my family and i were we're working on um making our house better like um weeding the grass and uh getting a new fireplace and just kind of doing some home improvement stuff as well but we're doing it ourselves um because we take joy in that and we think that that's um that's something that brings us purpose and joy as a family so uh so we're doing that i, I hope it turns out well <laughs> my fingers crossed for you that thanks great. thanks uh yeah. yeah measure measure twice cut once right? or if you're like me measure like six times because you'll probably <laughs> still cut it wrong <laughs> yeah t totally um so I, i'm excited about kind of uh honing those skills and improving those skills as a as a family too that's fantastic um, yeah so lifelong you... learner here that's me <laughs> lifelong can you tell learner. us a little bit a little bit about your family oh absolutely um, so I have a son, his name is Marcus. He's going to be three in September and my husband's name is Angel. We've been married for four years, 
four years. You're asking me, and I don't know the I answer. No, no, nope, nope, that was a statement. Four right. years. Um, but we met. Uh, I mean, ten, ten years ago, eleven years ago. Um, so we met in New York, and we met online, online dating. We met, um, and then uh, came to Seattle because New York is. Too expensive. <laughs> fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Um, and we moved to Tacoma because it was a community that we wanted to live in. Um, Seattle was no longer um, the community that we moved to. So we were looking for a community that was um, more of more family-oriented, more community-oriented, more uh, connection-oriented. So, yeah. We came to Tacoma. So I just I just want to clarify. So you okay. are a master's student. Yes. A uh, adjunct professor. Yes. <laughs> the uh, director of the Mesa program at yes. TCC. Mm-hmm. A mother. Yep. A wife. Mm-hmm. A chemist. Yes. <laughs> and a home improvement person. Well, I mean, like, I don't know about that one. <laughs> still yet. So, okay, let's take away home improvement. That still leaves you with six things. How do you balance all of the things? Uh, balance is not a thing. Okay. <laughs> um, I have a wonderful supportive family. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, that's, that's really it. I have a wonderful supportive family who... Um, and my husband is, uh, he says, go do what you got to do. Literally what he says, go, you got to do it. Go do what you got to do. And I said, okay, thanks. I'm going to go do it. Um, so if it weren't for him, I wouldn't be doing all six things. And we do a lot of them together, right? Like parenting. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Angel is a stay at home dad. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. And And he owns his own business. Okay. I was going to say, what also, is he a chemist or biologist or somethingist? Yeah, yes. He, uh, reptiles are his thing. Okay. So, um, he can tell you all about ball python genes and, and when they're there and when they're not there and what they do. And it's really fascinating. Um, so yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's it's that's really cool. That's really neat, actually. Yeah, awesome. So, what do you what do you do with all of the hats that you wear? How do you handle self care? How do you make sure that because you're out there taking care of people like me and Marcus and to an extent Angel? So, how do you take care of yourself? I think. I mean, normal things, eating well. Um, I, I really think that in part doing the things that I like to do fills my, my heart and my soul. Right. Um, so that's, that's part of it. But the other part is also making sure that, um, that I have my, my friends that I can talk to on the phone or text or video chat with. And, uh, and we can just say all the things we need to say. Um, so connection with people is really important to me. Um, yeah. 
yeah, like I, if my heart is full, then I'm good. Um, I also like to sleep. I'm the VP of naps. It's true. Tabby, you're the VP of sparkles. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's right. Yep, I am. Emily is the VP of things we can't say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, All of us at Mesa have some sort of VP that's right. status. That's true. That's right. Yep. That's right. Mine is naps. So um, I like to watch movies. I like to relax. Um, especially now with COVID, we don't go out much anymore. And um, the homebody status is kind of cool. I'm 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 alright with that. Um yeah, I I'm content in a place with my my family and my friends and my six things that I do. <laughs> six and a half? I feel like you should get at least a half for your home improvements. Yeah. Alright, fair enough. Six and a half. I'm not good at it. No. I mean yeah. nothing bad's gonna happen. Oh but... wait, you're also a pet owner, so now it's seven and a half. I do. I, yeah, I mean we do lots of things. Don't worry, Tabby. You do lots of things. I do. We'll talk mm-hmm. about those things in a later episode. <laughs> yes. All of your things. So I have one final question for you. Yes. Um, And it's one of my favorite questions. And I think it's one of your favorite questions, too. Which is, yes. if you could give one piece of unconventional advice to students... Or people, actually, just to anyone, but ideally students uh, who are either going into a chemistry major or some sort of STEM major, what would that advice be? That's such a good question, and I knew it was coming, too. <laughs> You're My even the answer, one who told me it's one to end I, on. <laughs> it's, it's just such a great question. Um, right. So, like, my brain swirls with all sorts of things, and my heart swirls with all sorts of things to share, and I think ultimately... Um, follow, follow your heart and your gut, right? Um, we like, we all like lots of things. Um, and it might be hard to see where they come together or where they cross over or how you can use, um, the, the two things that you like that might be astronomically different. And I would say do those two things, um, and find where they cross paths. Um, because then your heart will be full. That and is really fantastic. Is a good day. Oh, thanks. That's Wish I had like better advice. Brush your teeth. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> That's not unconventional. Everyone should already be brushing their teeth. Eight hours of sleep. <laughs> also conventional advice. <laughs> oh, fine. <laughs> Take care of yourself. Yeah, treat yourself. <laughs> yeah. Not trademarked. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fair enough. We have to cut that out. <laughs> probably <laughs> thank you Sharon so much uh, for joining us and talking about your life and your experiences is there anything else that you would like to add uh, before we go before we part thank you Tappy. Um you matter and you are important and there's only one of you in this world and by you I mean you Tabby and you listeners and and you students and um you're important so go do amazing things for each other and for yourself be awesome i can keep going it's hard (laughs) i keep thinking you're about to end and then you do it's fine you can 
<laughs> just an episode that lasts forever <laughs> thank you so much Sharon for joining us we really you, appreciate Tabby. you opening thank up you. and sharing your life and your history and uh, your child and your husband with us so thank, thank you, you so much I hope I didn't ramble too much I had a lot to share and I kind of went forwards and backwards and around in a circle and it was a real joy being here um, I appreciate you absolutely we appreciate you too thank you Thank you again, Dr. Sharon Rivera, for talking to us and sharing your story with us. This podcast would be completely impossible without people like you who are willing to share a piece of yourself with the rest of us and help us to learn and grow. Uh, If you're not already, make sure to follow us on Twitter. You can find us at MesaTCC. That's the at sign. M-E-S-A. A-T-T-C-C. There you can get program updates as well as updates when this podcast goes live as well as on your uh, preferred podcast player. Uh, This podcast is brought to you by the Mesa program at Tacoma Community College. Uh, Follow us on Twitter. All music is provided by Purple Planet at www.purple-planet.com providing royalty-free music to the masses. Do you have a Mesa or a TCC update you'd like us to share? please feel free to shoot us an email at mesa at tacomacc.edu with the subject line Mesa Message Updates. If you enjoyed this production, please consider leaving a review on your podcast player of choice. Reviews help us get noticed and allow more people to enjoy the content we put out. Thank you so much for tuning in and we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye-bye.